0: Joining us today on the Dialogos Radio and the Dialogos interview series is Nikos hadzi the founder of the Acropolis of Athens online campaign for the return of the Acropolis sculptures from the British Museum to Greece. Nico, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. To get us started, share with us a few words about the campaign, how it got started, and its goals.
1: The campaign started in 2004 when I once went to, to the Acropolis, up to the monument, to visit it. And um, upon staring at the temple, the Parthenon, I realized that parts of it were empty. And I realized it was as if the temple was begging for attention and for justice to be delivered. And since then, I decided to start a website and present some basic information and material about the Acropolis and the case of its removed sculptures. So since uh, 2004... I've been uh, developing the, the website since 2011, I started to use uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter and Google+. So today the platform is pretty successful attracting a lot of visitors from around the world, as well as queries from uh, tourist uh, queries to research queries.
0: Let's take a look at the history of this issue for those listeners who might not be familiar with the story. What exactly are the Acropolis sculptures and how did they end up in the British Museum in London?
1: The Parthenon sculptures are uh, sculptures that were removed from the Parthenon on the Acropolis of Athens. However, this term should be treated with caution because not only were sculptures from the Parthenon removed, but uh, sculptures and architectural members from other temples of the Acropolis too. So, today when we say the Parthenon sculptures, we mean, or we should mean, sculptures from the Parthenon, from the Erechtheion, and let me remind you of the Caryatid, which is the, the most iconic example, from the Propylia, the, the monumental entrance to the Acropolis, as well as sculptures from the temple of Athena, Nike, at the entrance of the Acropolis. And for this reason, I think it would be uh, more precise if we refer to all of these sculptures together as the Acropolis sculptures.
0: We are speaking with Nikos Hadzi-Andreou of the Acropolis of Athens online campaign for the return of the Acropolis sculptures to Greece here on Liálogos Radio and the Liálogos interview series. What are some of the arguments that have traditionally been put forth by the British Museum and by those who support keeping the sculptures in Britain?
1: One of the arguments put forward uh, by the British Museum for them to keep the sculptures in London is that the sculptures were acquired uh, legally. um, And that is their acquisition from Lord Elgin in uh, the 19th century. However, this is not true uh, for reasons that I can explain later. But this is one of of the arguments that they use. Moreover, unfortunately... The British Museum, as well as other museums in the world, in year 2000, they decided to change their branding strategy. And in order to get rid of the colonial colours that their establishment and collections have, they decided to launch themselves as a universal museums. And I will use that phrase in quotation marks because it's simply a branding term and not a real term. So in this context, the British Museum today says that the sculptures should uh, remain in London because they are part of a collection that showcases the history of the world in a museum for the world. However, let me make a comment here that no museum is a godsend institution to present pieces of the world to the world. The world is the universal museum and no museum has the ethical right to remove pieces of heritage from different locations of the world and concentrate them in one city. Every city and every location is valuable. And when you travel to go and see a place, you would expect to be able to see the local heritage um, at that place.
0: That said, what are the counterpoints to the arguments made by the British Museum and its supporters? What are the arguments in favor of returning the Acropolis sculptures to Greece?
1: There are uh, many dimensions to the issue all of which support the return and reunification of the sculptures in Athens. First of all, it's a historical issue. The sculptures were created purposely to be in Athens and stand on the Acropolis. Today, of course, there is the museum that acts as a protective shell for uh, the sculptures not to be worn out by the elements. The other dimension is the cultural dimension, It is unacceptable that in today's landscape of cultural values, as they dictate and uh, define the framework within which museums and uh, cultural resource managers work, it is unacceptable to have museums making the decision to keep monuments dismembered, fragmented, and not reuniting their uh, physical dimension and so not restoring their meaning. And thirdly, there is also the emotional aspect for Greece or in any similar case for any country where you have people taking care of their cultural heritage and identifying with it and being proud of it to some extent. It's unacceptable to have another nation coming in, taking their heritage and displaying it somewhere else at an irrelevant place and trying to ascribe values that would overcome the values that the locals ascribe to the monument. And in this case, it is the fact that the Acropolis, its location, its context, its value as an archaeological site is universal. So we're talking about the British Museum doing something that Severe's values agreed upon by many different nations. It's not only something that goes against Greece, but something that goes against the world.
0: Last year, Greece's culture minister at the time, Nikos Xidakis, announced that Greece would not pursue the return of the Acropolis sculptures via the legal route. Recently, though, the current culture minister, Aristides Baltas, expressed the willingness to seek support from the United Nations and the international community to pursue a legal challenge for the return of the sculptures. What are the pros and cons of a legal challenge, and what legal precedents exist which would support the Greek cause?
1: The pros of a legal challenge are that, contrary to the previous years, when the Greek approach was purely diplomatic, Athens may now proceed to take a different action, to do something more drastic. In the context of the specific strategy explained by the minister, a legal action involving the UN, and so other countries, will also highlight that the issue is not only one that concerns Greece, but the whole world. The Acropolis is a piece of humanity's heritage, hence its recognition by UNESCO as a World Heritage Site. Having said that, there is nothing in life that is risk-free. Of course, the legal approach carries the risk of a negative outcome in court. In this case, as the advisors to the Greek government explained, that might arise due to technical legal issues rather than the main issue attempted to be solved. You asked me if I know of any precedents, I am personally not aware of any previous case similar to this one, the reason being that the case of the Parthenon sculptures regards not the repatriation of freestanding pieces of art, but the reunification of the parts of a monument. As such, this case could represent a precedent for the evaluation of other similar cases, and in that case it would be great to see justice being delivered for the restoration of the meaning of also other monuments that suffered the same treatment in the past. The point is not just to move one artifact from one place to another, but to restore world heritage in both its physical and conceptual dimensions.
0: From a diplomatic point of view, what are some of the actions being taken on the part of Greece to secure the return of the Acropolis sculptures?
1: There are ongoing uh, efforts to secure the return of the sculptures. There has been a clear line especially starting with the campaign launched by Melina Mercury in the 70s. And um, there has been a constant effort by the Greek side to overturn the state of affairs in favor of the Greek side so that the sculptures are returned. However, the British establishment is uh, strong and resistant to such efforts. And I do believe that there are ways in which uh, Greece has tried and can uh, try more in the future, to kindly ask, if not put pressure on the British side to return the sculptures. Let me remind you in the case of the UNESCO mediation, which is an instrument that was recently uh, launched by UNESCO. And as soon as it became available, the Greek side uh, used it, however, to no positive response by the British.
0: We are on the air with Nikos Hadzi-Andreou of the Acropolis of Athens online campaign for the return of the Acropolis sculptures to Greece here on the Dialogos Radio and the Dialogos Interview Series. Now, if I'm not mistaken, there are many fairly recent examples of other museums returning high-profile archaeological and historical artifacts to their country of origin. What are some of these examples?
1: Typically, items that have been returned to their uh, source countries have been items that are independent artefacts. What I mean by that is that items that are not part of a monument or a structure, for example, freestanding sculptures or uh, jewellery, ancient artefacts, have been returned, typically to Italy, and these are items that were removed from the source country after 1970. The reason is that there is a... um, a legal framework that can deal with such cases. However, the problem is when it comes to artifacts before that date, and especially when it comes to artifacts taken from countries around the world in colonial times, and then uh, when these artifacts were used to create collections that the big, quotation mark, diva museums used in Europe in order to create their prestigious galleries. And I'm saying prestigious with a hidden meaning because, unfortunately, I, th- I believe that this is a driving force that is keeping those artifacts in place today.
0: One argument that we have been hearing in Greece in recent years, during the years of the economic crisis, is that why should we worry about the return of the Acropolis sculptures when the country is dealing with so many other bigger problems? How do you respond to these arguments?
1: I believe that uh, Greece is a country that has uh, very valuable human resources. There are people who are dealing with the big problems that we all know. The crisis has uh, severely affected Greece, primarily because of the size of its economy as well as uh, other reasons in the way that the country is uh, set up and run. However, I believe that the fact that there are these problems today doesn't mean that there are other issues that should be all of a sudden neglected. I think it makes perfect sense that as there are people dealing with the economy or uh, social welfare and so on, it is perfectly fine and expected that people will also deal with cultural issues, which includes the the case of the return of the the Parthenon sculptures. The integrity of the monument is something that is very important, and uh, I do not see it as a luxury issue. I believe that the reunification of the Parthenon sculptures is something that can inspire people, not only in Greece, but around the world, as something that is linked with the delivery of justice. And for this reason, I think that even more now is the time to work for that and achieve it, because that would bring a lot of inspiration and hope to many people.
0: In closing, where can our listeners find out more information about your online campaign, including your petition for the return of the Acropolis Sculptures to Greece?
1: You can find more information at acropolisofathens.gr, www.acropolisofathens.gr, where you can find links Uh, for the Facebook, Twitter and Google Plus pages, as well as a link for the petition for the return of the sculptures where you are cordially invited to um, sign and thereby support the cause.
0: Well, Nico, thank you very much for joining us today here on the Dialogos Radio and the Dialogos interview series. And best of luck with all of your efforts and your continued campaign.
1: Thank you very much.